Welcome to the Digital Dark Age. All right, take two, because I screwed up the first time. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, uh, we we knew it was eventually going to happen. One of us was going to screw up, so. Yeah, yeah, and I just screwed up. So for those that are wondering what I screwed up on, we literally just did about an hour until I realized we weren't capturing the audio. So, and and to be honest with you, that was a good 45 minutes, wasn't it, Bruce? (laughs) That was, yeah. Just between the two of us, we were talking to each other, entertaining each other. That's all we were doing. I'm pretty upset, uh, and I will have to, I feel like I'm repeating myself now, but uh, I'm actually not. Um, I'm pretty upset about what I saw. You know, a bunch of people were sending me text messages today, and they're telling me they don't know what world they woke up in. Everybody's been banned. Uh, It's still happening right now. As a matter of fact, just now, Rudy Giuliani was just taken down off of uh, YouTube. So... Donald Trump was banned last night. Rush Limbaugh was banned last night. General Flynn. And let me see. I think Sidney Powell, but she's been banned before. Lynn Wood's already been banned. Uh, And then, of course, uh, all the Trump family, Don Jr., Eric, Ivanka, all the rest of them, um, they've all been taken down. And when I say taken down, I mean taken down. Everything. All of it. It's all been taken down. So you were shocked when I said to you today that all this had happened and you didn't realize it. you had just woken up this morning. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it. It was so widespread, if you will. I didn't realize thousands of people had been banned. I knew, you know, Trump was banned and I figured his family and, you know, the, the others around him, probably the lawyers and, the, you know, the people that were working the election fraud stuff were all going to get banned more than likely. Uh, but I didn't really expect yet uh, the thousands of people that have been banned, hundreds of thousands, really, that have been banned. There's numerous amounts of uh, people on Twitter saying they've lost 7,000, 16,000, 20,000 uh, followers. The censorship is um, welcome to China. Yeah. Welcome to uh, the, the dark age. It's here. And you know something? We started doing these these uh, tech talks, uh, no, no relation to the TED Talk. We've started doing these tech talks a long time ago. And mm-hmm. we've been talking about this stuff for almost three years now. And now it's here. And I was telling you, I was telling you privately, I like that we're right, but I hate that we're right at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't like the fact that we're here. And you've you said to me privately before when you and I and GP were doing some uh, prepping on something else, you said, you know what? I wish all this stuff was some crazy crackpot conspiracy theory. Yeah. Hyperbolic. You know, I, I hoped all of this was fake. You know, family members have said the same thing to me. They they hope I'm being hyperbolic and all the stuff I'm talking about is um, just, you know, spitting in the wind, if you will. Uh but uh, here we are. Here we are. Last night, they're moving fast. I told you last night, I said, download Parler. If you're going to get on Parler at some point, download it now because they're going to pull it. And mm-hmm. Google pulled it immediately. As soon as Trump got banned from Twitter, and we're going to talk about alternatives here in just a second. But as soon as Trump got banned from Twitter, and I mean banned, they deleted everything. It wasn't, well, we're going to temporarily suspend you. No, they deleted all of it. 80 million followers deleted, gone. Steve Bannon got banned. Rush Limbaugh got banned. I mean, and this is like all possible opposition banned, gone. And it's only a matter of time before they start working other or working into other platforms. We'll talk about that, though. But everybody started jumping into Parler because it was announced and my telegram was going crazy. It was announced that Trump was moving to Parler. And of course, as soon as he as soon as that was announced, everybody started jumping into Parler. And then Google said, uh, well, we're going to pull that down within 20 minutes. 20 minutes of me reading that, as soon as that was breaking, within 20 minutes, the app was gone. I tried to search it. You said you had just downloaded it to me. I sent you a text. You said that you had just downloaded it. And I looked about 20 minutes later, it was gone. Apple has given them 24 hours to moderate or 
they're going to remove the app. Well, what? Uh, you, what do you want them to do? They're a self-moderating community. John Matz, the CEO over at Parler, told him to drop dead. So guess what? They're probably going to have their app pulled from the iOS or from the iOS store today. So Parler, uh, excuse me, President Trump has been uh, President of the United States has been booted from the following networks: Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and Shopify. Shopify took this guy off. This guy can't even sell a, a hat now. Meanwhile. You ready for this one? Joe Biden is working on a way, his administration is working on a way to deal with these ideologically inspired domestic terrorists. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and what are they planning on doing? Well, I think it's kind of clear, don't you? Everybody's a domestic terrorist now. So if you don't agree with the ones that are the domestic terrorists, then you're the domestic terrorist. You, you see basically, how that works? So basically, if any of your quote unquote protests are politically based, you're more or less a domestic terrorist. More or less, yeah. Not a problem, is it? I mean, that's not a violation of the First Amendment or anything. No, no, of course not. Um, and as a matter of fact, I actually have a, a clip here of Joe Biden talking about the sixth and what happened on the sixth. Now, look, let, let's let's discuss. Actually, you know what? Before we before we do that, let's talk about alternatives here for a second. So, look, mm-hmm. if you can't get Parler, it's kind of too late at that point. Maybe you can go and download the APK. I'm not sure, but right now, right now, they are using Amazon Web Services, which are the servers that hold the Telegram social network, the Telegram, the Parler social network. And right now, they're in talks of possibly, possibly having Amazon remove them from their system. So that would cut the Parler network. And now, now remember something here: Parler is not just Americans. There's people from all over the world on there. They would shut down an entire social network. You know, I, I remember I, when I was on Parler. I mean, I, I'm on there now, but I remember when I was on there not long ago and everybody from the Bolsonaro movement down in Portugal were flooding in because uh, they were all coming off of Twitter because Bolsonaro came on to Parler and his son came on to Parler and everybody started jumping onto Parler. All the uh, all the um, uh, all the patriots down in uh, Brazil started jumping in. And I'm thinking to myself, because I, I see these Brazilian stuff popping up all over the place. And I'm like, I don't read Portuguese. I, I can't understand Portuguese. What are you saying? What are you saying? And um, so just understand something. It's not just Americans you're going to be going after here. You're going to shut down everything. And, and that's what these people don't get. That's what you don't get is you're not just silencing these figureheads. It's not. Understand, it's not Trump. It's not Trump. It's us. It's us. It's the populist movement. We are the target. We're the ones they're after. We can't be in the middle of the. We can't be in the way of this great reset of theirs, uh, which yeah, I, I got a great reset for you. But anyway, let's talk alternatives here. Parlor is there. If you can get into Parlor, if you can still do it, Parlor.com is still up, so you can still go and register. Uh, it's a great platform. A lot of friendly faces over there. I advise you to go check it out. Parlor.com. Go check that out. Uh, if you can download the APK somehow, if you're an Android user and get it on your your device, fantastic. So let's talk what we're going to do. OK, so we know that podcasting is only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time now. So this is going to happen fast. So what we are doing here, we are we personally what we're doing is we are going to continue to put our podcast out as we do on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, iHeartRadio, whatever platform you listen to us on, we're still going to continue to do that. However, we are going to mirror exactly what we're doing on these other platforms. We're going to do it on Telegram. So if you're not into Telegram, we're advising you, 
go download the Telegram app from the Apple Store, the iOS Store, the, the Google Play Store, whatever it is you're using, and go get it now before they start banning it, because that is next in the crosshairs. Go get Telegram. And we're going to talk about Telegram here in a second, because the... Um, the CEO was caught by a French news agency for an interview, uh, and we're going to go over some of the uh, the comments that he made. But if you are a subscriber to us, if you're recommending it, or if you're recommending us to people, we will be on Telegram in the future. In the future, that is the platform you will be able to follow us and get our podcast every day. So we're advising you, please, if you haven't joined Telegram, go do it. We are listed as a public channel on there. We've just put it up. We haven't added anything to it yet. We've got a few people in there that are friends. That's it. A uh, few subscribers in there that are friends. But in the coming days, we're going to be promoting that platform because as they start to close in the fences, if you will, as they start to close the doors on podcasting, we're still going to be available, but we're going to be on another platform. So you need to get into this platform now and get familiar with it. This is also another platform that's going to allow you to communicate with other people in the future. So get familiar with it. Telegram. And I, I was hoping we'd have more time to do this, but we don't. So Telegram was caught in, by the way, our, our Telegram channel. You can search for it, Dynamic Independence, or if you type it into a web browser, you can do it with the following address, T, the letter T, dot M-E, slash, Dynamic I-N-D-P, no spaces, no caps, no none of that stuff, T, the letter T, dot M-E, slash, Dynamic I-N-D-P, any web address in any, any search bar will take you directly to it. So subscribe to us over there as well. That way you'll get our podcast in the future. The CEO of Telegram was cornered today by a French news agency for... Uh, an interview, and this is what he said. He is obviously aware that the problem is posed by Google and Apple, which are a form of a duopoly. They consider Apple and Google to be much more dangerous than Twitter or Facebook, simply because Google and Apple can ban their applications from their stores. Twitter can just ban users. As such, they're advising you to migrate from iOS to Android. If you're looking to communicate into the future, if you're on an iOS device... (laughs) I would, which I don't know why you would be at this point. They're overpriced and I think they're just garbage. But uh, if you're on an iOS device, look at getting into an Android. You can pick up an Android phone for 50 bucks now uh, off of you know Amazon, eBay, whatever it is you have. They say that Android isn't perfect, but at least you can install your independent applications on there. So you can download the applications. You can install them separately. So if they're not available in an app store, then you can download them. And that goes to this point here. Telegram does not intend to comply with the censorship ultimatums of the App Store and the Play Store. If Telegram is ever removed from these platforms, there will be two solutions. First, Telegram will share an official application. So you can go to their website and you can download the program yourself and you can install it. You can only do this on an Android device unless you have a jailbroken iPhone. APK, you mean? APK, yeah. Telegram is and Telegram's also doing this. They're working on a browser version of Telegram, which they already have for your PC, but they're working on one for a mobile device. So you can you'll be able to access it from any browser on your mobile device. So Telegram will be usable without an application and it will be optimized for phones. So it'll be 100 percent independent from any store. So they're looking to the future. These companies are not. These other companies are not. And until you, st- yeah, and, and what you said earlier, Bruce, until Google decide that they'll close the door on APKs being installed. Yeah, exactly. For now, I mean, I don't know. They they have such a following now, following now that I don't know that they would do that to the following just because most of the people that go to Android is because I mean they're disenfranchised uh, Apple users or that was me, yeah, people that are discerning. Uh, they understand what's you know, uh, yeah. 
So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. There still will probably be those of us out there that will do like uh, jailbreaking and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I was thinking today, I'm like, there's got, I mean, we've been talking about this before. There's got to be some company out there that's going to come along. I'll tell you what I want. I want a phone in the future on the other side of this thing. I'll tell you what we need. We need phones that we ourselves can upload our own software to. That's what it's going to have to be. Not this this crap we get from these companies, not Apple, not Google, none of that stuff. We need phones that we ourselves can do. That's how it's going to have to be. Like put your own operating system on there and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. look at it like Linux. Okay, so Linux Mm -hmm. is whatever you want, but we have the companies put their own applications out. Fine. Right. We, We can go and download the applications and we can install them ourselves. We used to do this with BlackBerry. So you could download the black. I mean, you had the BlackBerry software. But we could download our own independent applications and we could load them onto the phone and we can configure them however we wanted. So in the future, yeah, in the future, that's what it's going to have to be. We're going to have to have our own phones. I mean, if we're going to go that route, if we're going to go this route, then we need to have the control over the operating system on it, not some company. Because think about it. Think about it. The phone itself, okay, the phone itself, is it even your device? Think about it. If it didn't have everything that you connected to on the other end of it, what use would it be? If you didn't have the applications that had to be tied into all these different servers and stuff, well, then what, what good would it be? The operating system itself. If it didn't tie into all of their cloud systems, well, then what good would it be to you? Nothing. It'd be a paperweight. It would be completely useless. We need to be able to control that. I, I'm a firm believer in that fact. We need to be able to control that software in the future, not these corporations, not this. Again, Telegram. As a listener, if you want to follow us in the future, when they start banning podcasts, we will be on Telegram. We will always post on Telegram. They will not shut that down. Again, register for Telegram. Subscribe to us over there on our ch- on our channel there, Dynamic Independence. It's a public channel. You can search for it. It'll come up. Our logo will be there. Subscribe to it. Cost you nothing. So now, all of a sudden, the House Republicans, they're outraged. They're upset. They want to look at this, right? They, they want to sit down. Now, all of a sudden, they want to look at Section 230. I think it's a little too late for that. Where in the hell were you guys four or five years ago when all of us were screaming about it then? Now you want to sit down? Now you want to look at Section 230? Section 230 is there because why? What, why is it still there? Why was it ever put in in the first place? In, in the first place, it was put there in, in case someone, for example, um, uh, I say something on there and it is inciting violence, for example. I would be held accountable for it, not the platform itself. So it, it basically provides them with some immunity, if you will. Um, but there, there was supposed to be a caveat to that. They were not supposed to be editors. They were supposed to be just a platform. And once once they started editing, you lose your platform status, but nobody's upheld it. Uh, even when it's gone to court, it's just essentially been thrown out. It hasn't even been seen. You know, if Section 230 wasn't there, these companies would have been sued out of existence years ago. It would have been MySpace. That's what would have happened to them. Yeah, which MySpace is actually still around, by the way. It's I can't believe that. I, you know, I actually, I, I got an email on that not long ago and said that so-and-so, it's like somebody, somebody I'd never heard of, uh, connected with me on MySpace. And I'm like, really? I, I didn't even realize the account was still there. Yeah. So to the to the um, reps and the senators that want to uh, stand up and fight this, uh, whatever. Uh, honestly, I agree. We need to, at this point, not necessarily remove 230. We just need to amend it to where uh, it has some teeth to it. So when you when you violate the, um, you're no longer a 
platform you're you're turning into an editor when when you start violating that then you you should be removed like that protection should be removed which if they would remove it now currently at this point in time you would have hundreds of thousands of lawsuits filed against uh these platforms and it would i mean it's not going to crush them i don't think honestly it'll, it'll, it'll tie okay up. No, that's that's a good point. All right, so that, that's a good question there. Twitter stock took a dive after what they did yesterday. Now that's on the futures because the markets are closed. So right now their value is at forty nine dollars and fifty cents. I wonder what that value is going to be when the markets open tomorrow. I'm just curious. That that's a yeah that that is a good question. And honestly, the 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 other side of this um, with the politicians and whatnot, the the politicians they don't care about us uh, as the individual. We're, we're peasants. We're, we're just the useful idiots, if you will. Many of the politicians, they, they despise us and, and dislike us. So honestly, I, I, I would recommend um, the, the listener have a list of all the politicians that um, stood up for the Constitution and stood up for uh, having the um, audit of the votes, right? And actually stood up for you. I would have a list of those so that you know who's on your side. Keep track of who's on your side, because these politicians that are standing up and saying we need to we need to uh, look into Section 230. Um, OK, but um, where did you stand? Where where are you? Are you on my side? Are, are you are you fighting for the same things I'm fighting for? Because here's another thought for you. Let's say they revoke Section 230. What happens to people like Parler, Telegram? It opens them up for lawsuit. They lose their platform status as well. And what happens when oh, I don't know, Google? or Twitter, or Facebook decides, we're going to sue them. And then they just all dogpile, like they did to Microsoft back in the day. Do you know Microsoft used to not be political back in the day? Did you know they didn't do anything politically until they got dogpiled by a bunch of the other corporations? And they were like, all right, we got to have we got to have an office in uh, DC now. We, we've got to um, start, start lobbying for legislation and stuff. Um, so, you know, kudos to them at first in the beginning. Um, but because of actions of other corrupt corporations, they um, got into the lobbying game, which they were going to anyway. I mean, it's Gates. <laughs> it's Gates. I was going to say, yeah, that you forget about a guy named Bill Gates. You know, he's, yeah. the, you know, the, the crazy yeah. lizard person, as some conspiracy theorists would call him. Yeah. Well, at this point, he's just the founder. I don't think he's actually running the company at this point. No, he's yeah, actually but, he's he's I don't think he's the the majority shareholder anymore either. I think he's down to like 30 yeah. percent now or something. Yeah. So, you know, uh, all that to say, politicians, I do not trust any of them unless you were standing, unless you put your skin on the line and were standing for the Constitution, you were standing for us, you know, the, the audit and everything. Otherwise, I'm concerned that it, it, it's just going to be a ploy for more control. Well, Representative Thomas Massey, you know, one of the only guys that will actually stand up for the Constitution, uh, mm-hmm. he, he's put out this tweet. He says, what the hell is happening? Twitter and Facebook are shutting down accounts. Apple and Google are shutting down Parler as people try to migrate there. Are we living out some kind of dystopian novel this week? Yes, Congressman, we are. Matt Gates, Representative Matt Gates, who was actually he was talking about Antifa storming the, uh, the Capitol. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Uh, Matt Gates tweeted, big tech tyranny is playing out before our very eyes. Yes, sir, it is. Jim Banks, Representative Jim Banks from Indiana, says that Section 230 reform is do or die. Big tech is trying to strangle the right and we must fight back. What, you want to fight back now? Now, now all of a sudden you want to fight back? You've had years to do this. Oh, what, what was it? You wouldn't get reelected if you fought against it? If you introduced a bill, you got a co-sponsor somewhere? 
what, you wouldn't be on any of those committees? You'd be one and done? You'd be sent home? Yeah, that's usually how it goes. That's the game they play up there on that hill. Mm-hmm. Representative Lance Gordon from Texas says that public forums like Twitter and Facebook should not be allowed to discriminate against individuals based on political beliefs. I'm drafting a bill that amends the Civil Rights Act to include political affiliation as an imp- <laughs> couldn't get it right the first time as an impermissible basis of discrimination. Enough is enough. Now, Representative Doug Collins of Georgia, he said this: Don't be fooled. Big tech isn't shutting down your accounts due to risk. They're trying to control what you read. Again, it's that monopolization of perception, isn't it? What mm-hmm. you think, what you believe, they're after one thing, control. Because control means power. Don't let them win. Well, sir, we need a little help from your side. We need a little help from your side. We need people like you. Apparently, if you're sincere, we need people like you to step up. Some of them, some of them, I think are sincere. Some of them I do. Because some of them have actually been talking about this and have tried to push to get rid of 230. Others, uh, this is just a political game for them. They're just doing this because it's in the forefront. Everybody's angry. Um, they want to jump on the, the bandwagon so that they retain their power. Um, <laughs> honestly, they're this, they have no skin in the game, in this game. If, if, well, yes and no, actually, I guess, I guess technically if you're a Republican and you get banned off of social media, I mean, you're getting kicked out of the, the town square more or less. Um, so in a sense, they do have skin in the game. But where were you four years ago on this? We had, okay, so early early Trump presidency. We had the House, we had the Senate, and we had the White House. So why didn't you go after 230 then? Why didn't you go after um, the, some of the, the corruption and stuff that was in uh, like the State Department? Why did you, why all of a sudden, now at the end of the uh, at the end of Trump's presidency, is it that we're going to go after this stuff? And and oh, this is this is such a disaster. No, no, they've been sitting here gaslighting us for this uh, the last four years, uh, both sides, uh, not not just not just the left. And we're we're supposed to just you know jump on board with these politicians. We're supposed to just you know uh, forget about all the all the nonsense they've been telling us over the last four years and just. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're 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 on board with with breaking up these companies, so we should just jump on board with you. Nah, nah. Representative Kelly Armstrong out of North Dakota says that all Americans, right, left, and center, need to oppose big tech censorship. This is not about safety, this is about control. Don't think for one second that anyone is immune. And you're not gonna believe who's actually concerned about this banning of Trump, the ACLU. As far I mean, the far left ACLU. They're concerned about it, and they should be. They should be yeah. because you know what. And I agree with you on the uh, uh, on the conservative side, or so excuse me, on the the Republican side because they're not conservatives. The uh, the Republican side, they're not going to do anything because they're they're spineless, they're gutless, and they're cowards. They're not going to they're not going to do anything. But I'll tell you who will do something against big tech censorship. You ready for this one? I, and I said this over a year ago, and I still stand by it. The censorship is going to be dealt with from the left. It's not going to be from the right. It's going to be from the left. And let me explain. And you, you say, well, wait a minute, they're all cheering now. Oh, yes, they're all cheering until they're counter-revolutionaries, right? Oh, you're not radical enough. Bring it up to the modern age. See, in the old days, they just drag you out and shoot you, right? Now they'll just disappear you after they uh, turn you into a, a bunch of uh, persona non gratis, right? Person of no interest. But this is what they're going to do now. The censorship is going to be dealt with, again, I'll say it, from the left, not from the right. 
But see, when you try and go against those corporations at that point, well, then there's not going to be a whole lot of support from the people, is there? Because no one supports you now except for a bunch of wound up lunatics that have no idea what the hell's going on in the world. Those are the only people that can support these people. Do you know when you put a million people in front of the U.S. Capitol, do you know what that says to the people that are inside? As a matter of fact, the reason they were there in the first place is because the people inside didn't do their jobs. That's why they were there. What do you think that does? That says to the so-called elected officials, which I, I have my suspicions, let's have an investigation into election fraud. Let's have a look. How many of you traitors on that hill are even elected? That's what I want to know. How many of you are elected? Do you think Charles Schumer of New York, Senator of New York, do you think he's actually elected? Do you think Nancy Pelosi's actually elected? Do you, and you know what I heard, Bruce? We need to find out on this. I heard this. I heard that she froze the voting in her district the night she was elected. That's what I heard. But I want to know how many of them are actually elected. But all those people that were there, and let's be honest, most of them were peaceful. Most of them were peaceful. You had close to a million people out there, if not more than that. And you had, what, a thousand people that walked in? You had Antifa going out there and, and stirring them up. And you had some crazy followers go along with them. Bunch of Q people went up there because they thought they were doing the right thing. The one girl jumped through a window, she got shot. Now, am I saying it's justified? Absolutely not. That shouldn't have happened. There was no reason for that security guard to, to shoot her. None. But at the same time, there's no excuse for the people that went in there. I, I get the upset aspect of it. I get the anger. You're not being listened to. You're ignored. You feel disenfranchised. I get it. I get it. But we don't need to be doing that. We're, we're not BLM. We're not Antifa. You go into the speaker's office. You put your feet up on the desk. Do you know how disrespectful that is? Someone's carrying off the uh, the podium that, that the speaker uh, speaks at. I don't give a damn if it's Nancy Pelosi, Paul Ryan, John Boehner. I don't care. That's disrespectful. We don't behave like that. So now with Antifa antagonizing and you've got people that are on board with it, you get them into the Capitol. And now what's happened? Worst crisis, worst terrorist event, uh, worst, uh, tr most tragic day in American history since Pearl Harbor. Charles Schumer is up there giving a speech talking about how it's the it's the, the most tragic day in America since Pearl Harbor. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I, I, I honestly, he needs to sit on his thumb and rotate. Let's look at Joe Biden. Hideous guy to look at, isn't he? Let's look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden gives us gives a speech saying this about January 6th of those that broke into the U.S. Capitol. Let me be very clear. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America, do not represent who we are. What we're seeing are a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent. It's disorder. It's chaos. It borders on sedition. Okay. Now, I agree with him that it's not who we are. But my question is, is this borders on sedition? This borders on sedition. The allegations of election fraud, that's not sedition. Being ignored. No one wants to hear it. Baseless claims. No standing. Going ahead with the, uh, the process. Ignoring the connections to foreign countries. That's not sedition. BLM and Antifa over the summer burning down our businesses, burning churches, shooting people in the head in the streets, terrorizing people in their vehicles with their young children. That's not sedition. It's being encouraged, breaking into to Nike stores, all the looting. That's not sedition. That's not a violent act. Burning down public housing. That's not a violent act. But all of a sudden, a group of people, about a thousand people, charge in. And this is this is sedition. They, they weren't even armed. Yes, they were breaking glass, but that's only because they were your thugs that you placed in there and they got some people to go along with it. I mean, I saw some different angles today again. 
You saw uh, Antifa out there breaking windows. They had the batons. They were breaking the doors, the glass on the doors. And you could tell they were Antifa. They work in pairs. And when they tried to pass the baton off to some of the uh, some of the well-meaning people that were standing there, they weren't interested in it. They slacked the baton away. Of course, Bruce, I think you had a different view of what they could do with that baton if it was handed to you. But yes, yes, I, I, I would not smack it away. I, would. I wouldn't either. Gladly, gladly take it. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll, I'll work you over with it. But they were in full riot gear, you see. Oh, full riot gear. That doesn't matter. There, there's weak points that are still yeah. there. Yeah. But see, they had it. But, but see, they, they were they were they were Trump supporters because they had a Trump bumper sticker on their riot helmet. You see? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My point is, is we're dealing with a double standard here that's that's beyond beyond anything I've seen in my lifetime. I want to play a clip here of Mark Stein, who was on Tucker Carlson just the other night talking about the double standard. Right. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. The people are surprised when a tactic that's proved effective for one group of people is then suddenly taken up by other people of whom they don't approve. Starting with the vice president down. Oh, this is not who we are. Have you switched on a TV since Memorial Day? This is exactly who we are. Uh, So it's okay. It's okay to burn Wendy's in Atlanta. It's okay to loot Macy's. It's okay to incinerate a precinct house in Minneapolis. It's okay to set up the Chaz Chop Autonomous Republic. Uh, but uh, but suddenly you expect the capital of the United States, the uh, United States Congress, to be immune from this. That's completely preposterous. Is he wrong? No, that's exactly right. So let's talk about what went on in the Capitol. And we didn't talk about this first time around. I wanted to get to it, but we ran out of time. Uh, but we're talking about different things now. Let's talk about what went on in the Capitol. Okay, so Nancy Pelosi's office was stormed, and this has been confirmed. This has been confirmed. There's been a laptop that's been stolen from her office during the breach at the Capitol. Now, I have my own suspicions, and I'm not going to get into those because they can't be proven, uh, and I don't deal in um, I don't deal in conspiracies. I, I deal in what I can prove. But this this is confirmed, correct? Yeah, the the laptop being stolen is confirmed. There's been um, all the mainstream media's has reported that the laptop was stolen. Uh, obviously, getting actual information on it is difficult. Uh, but yeah, supposedly it has actually been stolen. And who stole it? We don't know. No, we don't know. And the question is: is okay. So she had her laptops, her laptop stolen. But if it's government property, well, kind of need to know what's on it, right? Just yeah. saying. The people that broke into her office, that, that's the question is, is who has it? Who, who's got it? And I, like I said, I've got my suspicions, but I'm not going to say anything on it. But um, it was reported Friday that rioters who broke into the Capitol building during Wednesday's deadly assault. Yeah, you hear this, Bruce? It was a deadly assault. It was a deadly assault at the Capitol. It was. I mean, technically speaking, it was. Um, there was one person that was killed. Uh, yes. And let's talk about the deaths real quick, because they're reporting four dead. The mm-hmm. one we saw, well, the one we know, Ashley Babbitt, we know she was shot. Yeah. Uh, in the she chest that yeah that we know mm-hmm. the other three are not what they made it sound like so what happened to the other three the other three were other causes such as heart attack stroke um it was not from gunshot it was not from being beaten it was no it was none of those things it was other health issues um honestly uh the look you, you have americans are overweight right and what happens when you get really uh you, <laughs> yeah. Um, what happens when you have someone that's overweight and they possibly have a heart condition, right? Blockage. What happens when they get angry and they're shouting? Blood and pressure doing goes up. Not, blood pressure goes up. Uh, could have broken loose some of that stuff. They could have uh, had a stroke or, you know, 
uh, any of those things could have happened. Heart attack, whatever. So, I mean, easily explainable in those cases, um, uh, or, or, you know, the, the the stroke and heart attack. That makes sense. It makes a, it has logical sense to it. Um, but the media is reporting those as just the same as Ashley Babbitt. Of course, Ashley is uh, the one that they push forward. Like that, that's the one on the, that makes all the headlines. And um, do you notice how they say the headlines and everything? If these were um, BLM riots, it would have read something on the lines of unarmed mother gunned down by Capitol Police or, or something to that effect, right? And right. Instead, it was a rioter that was shot. And reverse the situation, right? Reverse the situation. Let's look at it like this. What if they were BLM and Antifa breaking down the doors? Would they be saying the same things? No, because we've seen that in 2018. Right, with we've the Kavanaugh hearings. Breaking, yeah, with the Kavanaugh hearings. They were heroes back then. So uh, uh, double standard much. But again, um, this, I think, is part of their game. This is the gaslighting and everything to, um, well, we have rules for this group and not this group. And it helps it helps give the Marxist revolutionaries an enemy to fight because the gaslighting pisses off a, a, a portion of the population and, you know, helps get them riled up so that uh, they, they have an enemy to fight because they, they need that enemy. So a laptop that was stolen from Nancy Pelosi's office uh, and it was also the office of, uh, let me see, Senator uh, was, let me see, there was a, uh, other devices of, uh, from the offices of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senator Jeff Markley, or Markley, uh, congressional aide to Pelosi said the laptop was stolen from the speaker's ransacked office during the siege, siege. Yeah, that's what, that's what happened there. It uh-huh. was a deadly assault and it was siege. Yeah, it was borderline sedition, Bruce. It was out of control. It's a new Pearl Harbor. It's what it was. Some rioters were seen taking photos at her desk and live streaming from inside. Yeah, as I said, you know, the, the guy that was, that was in there that put his feet up on her desk and he stole a, a letter or whatever it was. I, I, again, I don't care who it is. You don't behave like that. that. That's disrespectful. That is our house. Yes. But you don't go in there. And I mean, do you put your feet up on your on your mother's coffee table? I always heard that analogy. Would you put your feet up on your mother's coffee table at home? Yes, actually, I do. But without shoes, because that's <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Right. Everyone has a different house. Right. All right. I'll give it to you. All right. Uh, a laptop from a conference room was stolen. It was a laptop that was only used for presentations. It was only used for presentations. Uh-huh. Why are you so worried about it? If it was only used for presentations and it was pretty much useless, why are you so worried about it? Yeah. The Justice Department official told NBC that one of the men photographed in Pelosi's office, Richard Barnett, 60 year old from Gravette, Arkansas, was arrested on Friday. Barnett's been charged with entering, remaining on restricted grounds, violent entry, and theft of public property. Yeah, he stole some uh, some mail. Yeah, you don't do that. Mm-mm. Uh, they stole the laptop that was sitting on the table next to the telephone. Do we have a photo of that? Um, so we've seen in the, uh, yeah, we probably do have a photo. So on Thursday, D.C.'s acting attorney general, Michael Sherwin, told reporters that a number of items were stolen on Wednesday. This is probably going to take several days to flesh out exactly what happened, what was stolen and what wasn't. Electronic items were stolen from senators' offices. Documents, materials were stolen. And we have to identify what was done and mitigate that. Well, it's easy. You just crack down on everybody, right? That's what you do. You just you, you just call them all domestic terrorists and, and you just crack down on everybody. See, that's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. So because a few people went in there, now all of a sudden everybody's a uh, everybody's a domestic terrorist. But again, again, if you go out and you loot a business, if you burn a business down, if you burn a church down, oh, you're a you're a peaceful protester. You're fine. You're fine. That's no big deal. Do we know what um, committees 
Merkley is part of. He's the senator out of Oregon, by the way, the one that's saying. He is. Yeah, he is. And I'm not sure what committees he's on, but I'm sure we can look him up. Interesting. Uh, Merkley, according to their scoring on here, the ideology chart, Uh he is just barely right of Harris. Like in the same quadrant. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing what, um, uh, if I can find out what committees he's a part of, that might be. So you know what? Let's, um, let's look at this. So what comes next? So there's going to be a crackdown and you're going to start seeing systematic bans across the board. They're going to start knocking off all these other people. As I said, Rudy Giuliani's YouTube was just taken down. So what comes after this? They're going to start hitting banking too. Oh, just real quick. Uh, Merkley is a part of the Committee on Appropriations, Committee on Environment and Public Works, and Committee on Foreign Relations, as well as the Committee on the Budget. Um, three of those have subcommittees of three to five other subcommittees there. So the, the one Foreign Relations... Subcommittee on East Asia, the Pacific, and International Cybersecurity Policy. Um, that one might be of interest. It might be, yeah. Do you want to talk about banking? Yeah, we can keep going. Um, All right. The, um, yeah, because that's that's going to be the next step, one of the steps. Yeah. All right. So finances are going to be the next thing. Now, this has been going on for quite some time. People have been refusing to take uh, MasterCard payments, uh, credit card payments, uh, of, well, of all kinds, PayPal payments. Uh, and now... Certain institutions are now starting to get rid of people that have their money there. Case in point, people like Enrique Tario, yeah, leader of the Proud Boys, Joe Biggs, mm-hmm. Laura Loomer. She was one of the first people. Uh, they discovered their accounts at Chase Bank were closed within weeks of each other earlier this year and without satisfactory explanations. So David Almasi, right, the vice president of the conservative-leaning National Center for Public Policy Research, said this quote, If Jamie Dimon can't absolutely guarantee that Chase Bank won't ever discriminate against conservatives, conservatives cons- should consider banking elsewhere. That's going to be your next thing, is they're going to start out coming of, after your finances. Go ahead. Out of curiosity, what happens if you had money in those closed accounts? I, that's a legit question. I, I actually don't know because I've never had my account closed. Well, typ- typically, when they close your account, what they'll do is they'll freeze it. And then obviously, you'll have to contact the bank, right? So if there's a problem and you can't get your money out, they'll then say, well, the account, you know, we've had to close the account or whatever. Stop by whatever branch. Tell us who you are. Verify your ID and we'll cut you a check for the remaining amount. Uh, and then they'll, they'll give it to you in a form of a cashier's check and you can take it to another bank. OK, yeah, I was just curious because um, that um, if you had any money in there when they did that, um, it could be a lot of fun uh, with the you might you might be able to make some more money in lawsuits. We had already seen similar with the credit card companies. Credit card companies said they were going to stop doing business with gun manufacturers. And in fact, many gun rights activists and also um, uh, dealers, if you were if you were uh, well known uh, enough to, to reach their radar, um, they would stop doing business with you. Right. And that also started with the NRA, didn't it? They said they would stop yep. taking their uh, their payments and stop doing business with them. So yep. that that's going to be the next step is they're going to come after your banking system. So again, that down the line, that's coming. That's coming. And it's going to come sooner rather than later. Now, I don't have all of the details on how they're going to do that, but they're going to start limiting people's accesses to finances. So it, it's just another way. So it's, it's, it's another tool to squeeze you. That's all it is. So th- this is the danger of a cashless society that we talked about last night. Go ahead. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to bring up is the cashless society. That's if you have a government sanctioned currency come in, that's going to make it all the more easy 
uh, all the more easier for um, banks and whatnot to just uh, to, at that point, you don't even have to, have, it doesn't even have to be a bank. It could be the government saying, um, well, you're, you're in violation of X, Y, Z law that we just passed because we have the house Senate and um, white house. Um, you know, like for example, that bill that they want to pass to uh, make it illegal to protest on political grounds. Let's say you go out and protest one of those and we have a digital currency. Well, say goodbye to your currency. They could, they could freeze it on the government level. And I find that interesting that. I mean, okay, if you're going to do that, well, then are we doing it to uh, the Antifa people that we can identify at all these different events and all these different riots? Or are we shutting down their access to finances? Are we even considering that? You know, BLM was given $10 billion in the last 12 months. Have you noticed that? Well, yeah, because they're they're the real patriots, you see. They're the ones that are actually out there. But where's know. the money coming from, right? The, the people that are out there, hell, I mean, <laughs> Trump got a million people together on a work day on a Wednesday. These are people that these are people that have jobs or they've lost them and they took their time to be out there. That's why all this is coming down, because they're scared to death that one guy can mobilize a million people on a whim. What was it? Two weeks? He said, we need we need everybody here on January 6th. They don't like the fact that that can be done. So now they're going to start cutting off access to everything. They're going to cut off your your access to communications. They're going to cut off your access to finances. They're going to cut off your access to, well, pretty much everything until you submit. See, it's about making you give up and making you just give in and and let them do whatever they want. You know, when I saw the stills and I'm not again, I'm not excusing the people that went into the Capitol, not excusing that we don't need to go there. I'm not for that. But when I saw the elected officials, so-called elected officials sheltering in place, laying on the floor, do you know what they should have been doing? And it's certainly not that. What they should have been doing, in my humble opinion, go out and face the people you supposedly represent. Go out and face them. Tell them that you're going to look at the evidence. You're going to do the right thing. They would have believed you. You know what they did instead? They ran. Not only did they run, but uh, later that evening when Congress was back in session and they were to uh, debate under the, their stances, Under the cover of darkness. Yeah. Um, those that were in support of before the protests quickly backpedaled and then basically spit in the faces of the American people. And you, one you of them just was had, um, Yeah. You, you, you just had at least a million people out there that were mobilized saying, do an audit. I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know what to, I, I don't know how to put that in proper perspective or words when you have a million people stand up, a million Americans stand up and say, there's something wrong here. Look into it. And then politicians just spit in their face. They, they, they once again piss on your face and say, ah, it's raining. Here's an umbrella. No, no. Oh, and by the way, uh, we're going to shut down all your Twitter and your Facebook and, uh, and everything else. So you're not going to be able to communicate. Mm -hmm. And those, politi those same politicians aren't going to do anything about it. No, they're going to no. say, oh, this is terrible. This is horrible. And then they're going to disappear again. Yeah. You know, I wasn't planning on on doing anything today, let alone twice. <laughs> so um, right. it, it was it was my fault. Uh, but nonetheless, I think we still put uh, we put out nearly the same points. That was no big deal. But mm -hmm. uh, again, in the coming days, we are going to be transitioning. We will still stay on those platforms as long as we can uh, until they kick us off or delist us or, or shadow ban us or whatever it is we're going to do. But please, if you want to stay in communication with other people, and listen to our podcast and other podcasts in the future, download Telegram. It's a free app. As a matter of fact, that's my favorite app now. 
that's that's really about all I use. Uh, I'm on it. I use it to talk to a, uh, I use it to talk to people, and I get my news feeds on there. And I'm in several different uh, group chats and things like that. It's a fantastic, fantastic application. GP and I make phone calls uh, all the time, and it's a lot easier rather than um, calling international and things like that. So uh, look at Telegram. Would advise you to do that. Look us up when you get over there. Dynamic Independence. We are a public channel. You can subscribe to us for free, and we are going to mirror the podcast that we put out. And from time to time, I think we might do some just small stuff from time to time that you will not get on a regular feed. So if you want some of our smaller stuff, if you want um, some other kind of uh, content that we put out, then subscribing over there on Telegram to our Telegram channel, that would be another way for you to get that content. So if you're a follower of ours, then uh, please do subscribe to us on Telegram. Is that all you had today, Bruce? Yeah, that's all I got, man. Okay. We will be back tomorrow with a very special guest, someone who's reached out to us, and or reached out to Marty, rather, and uh, we're going to sit down and we're going to get his take on everything that's going on. So that'll do it for today. Thanks for being here today, Bruce, and we'll see you all tomorrow.